Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Uh, let's get to Mike Oresco, the uh, commissioner of the American Athletic Conference, who's been kind enough to join us. Commissioner, thank you. How are you? How are you doing, Bob? And uh, glad to join you. And Jeff, uh, hope you're doing well. Uh, I am. Uh, crazy times in college athletics, as you know, but uh, we're all we're all hanging in there. You've uh, you're a long time guy in college athletics. You've been around college athletics for a while. Uh, I've certainly never seen or even dreamed of anything like what's going on right now. Uh, what what's the landing spot? Where does this all sort itself out? And we 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 settle in again for a winter's rest in all this turmoil. Yeah, it's a good way to put it, uh, Bob. I, uh, you know, it's interesting. I have been uh, dealing with this for forty years. You know, I go back to the early days at at ESPN in the early '80s when I when I was working on the old CFA. Remember the old College Football Association when had all the teams involved, uh, except for Pac-12 and, and Big Ten. It's interesting. I think you, you're going to see more of this for the next, uh, whether it's the next few weeks, the next few months. But then I think it probably does settle down <clears throat> for a while. And then, you know, maybe in another few months it starts up again. But at some point it settles. And then you notice that uh, it tends to coincide with when TV deals are coming up. That often is the case. You know, you had a decade after that turmoil from 2010 through 2013, and it lasted several years, you had some relative peace, right? It was like the Congress of Vienna, right? You had a, a period of peace uh, that lasted. You did have the dog and pony show the Big 12 put on in 2016, but nothing happened. And then in 2021, Texas and Oklahoma left. That started the cycle again, and sure enough, contracts were coming up. Big 10, Big, 10, Big 12, Pac-12. And and so now it's it, it started up again, and then the following year, USC, UCLA leave. Now another upheaval, which, of course, is the most dramatic of all and not something we probably thought we'd see in our lifetime, you know, the Pac-12, uh, you, you know, perhaps disappearing entirely. Uh, no one ever thought that was possible. But it's sort of like the, uh, you know, the Hemingway character in Sun Also Rises, you know, how did we get to the, how did, how did you go bankrupt? Well, gradually and suddenly. You know, uh, it's been a gradual process, and then suddenly you have this incredible upheaval. And, you know, then I think next time around in, what, six or seven years, you have more TV deals. Could there be, you know, even more upheaval? I, I don't know. You know, it's just it's just a cycle. And, 
No, none of us have seen anything quite like this. But, but, but you know, Bob, it's been building for a long time because once the CFA broke up and once you know, once the, you know, Cong- uh, the, uh, the Supreme Court said, you know, you could do your own TV deals if you're a conference, you knew that, that conferences would try to gain advantage, and that's normal. And then, by the way, I'm not criticizing conferences for doing that. I mean, that's the nature of our business now. I think what we all have to recognize, at least I think we do, is the world has changed dramatically, and we can't roll back the ocean. We're not going back to the old days. I love the regional conferences that I grew up with, uh, not only as a kid watching college football, but you know, working in the business in the early days. There were still a lot of regional conferences. They're, that's all gone, and we just have to live with it. I don't. I don't think what there's much do you, more you can say. Yes. Um, what do you prioritize in in a conference in your conference? Uh, as it as it pertains to football, and how has that maybe changed over the last few years? Is it is it television markets? Is it is it television ratings? Is it success? Is it uh, is it you know quality of of, of educational uh, institutions? How do you how do you now evaluate the football conference? And like I said, how has that changed maybe over the last five years? Yeah, that, that's a really great question, and you're right. There are different, uh, you know, different uh, indicators, different metrics that you use. You know, in the day when cable, you know, networks uh, maybe were in 100 million homes and cable was still growing, maybe the, the market, you know, meant even more. But markets do still mean something because they can, you know, that's how you generate ratings. You know, you have a lot of people, you have a lot of people interested in your teams. And so big markets certainly uh, help. That's still a factor we weigh for sure. And also places that where the market can support the team, uh, Bob, where, where you have donors who can support the team, where you have dy- dynamism in the community, where you have a good fan base, you know, where, where you know that the, there's going to be growth. That's what our conference has been. It's been a dynamic conference, and uh, that's really important. The success of the teams and the, the brands of the teams are probably more important now than they've ever been. And that leads to ratings and that leads to TV interest. You know, we had ESPN has supported us. We love ESPN. We love what they do for us in part because, you know, we had, we had, you know, hundreds of games with a million or more viewers, two million, some with 2 million viewers, some with three. And, and that's critical now because you, you want good ratings and uh, you also want interest. Uh, we have an ESPN plus component. So you want people to be interested in your conference. And, and so that, that's a, a big part of it. Are you looking and football drives it, and don't let anyone tell you differently. It, it, it drives it, and so consequently, you want strong football programs, and you want to make sure that uh, you know those programs are investing and, and, and are going to continue to be good. And that's what our conference has has done. And we focused on on realignment and on uh, bringing in the six schools. We focused on teams that we thought were in the right communities where they could recruit well, where you know football mattered, uh, where you know they had community support, as I said. And, and where they had, uh, you know, an urge to invest and, and a commitment to invest. And, and, and sure enough, that's exactly what, what I have with UTSA. Uh, that's exactly what we have at FAU with Tom Herman, Jeff Trailer at, uh, at UTSA. It's exactly what Trent Dilfer, he is, he is, he has exemplified our DNA already. You know, his feistiness at UAB. We look at uh, Charlotte and they're investing, and Biff Pogey's a fascinating hire. And then you look at North Texas, they have a lot of money. They spend it. They've got tremendous facilities. They, uh, they'll benefit by having 30 or 40,000, you know, students and their student body. It's a big university, and they're now going to get great exposure on our air, you know, on, on, on uh, ESPN, which they didn't get before. And then you have, uh, 
you know, um, I don't want to leave out UAB because, you know, as I mentioned, they've got a brand new stadium. They're doing great. Charlotte's investing. And Rice, Rice, everybody said, well, they hadn't invested over the years. Well, guess what? They're investing now. And Rice wants to be nationally relevant. They've got a, a you know, a, a president who was the uh, faculty athletics rep at uh, Georgia Tech. And he is, is very interested in sports. And I think he understands that sports can can give that tremendous university, one of the best academic universities in the entire country, a greater national exposure. You know, UCF, when when they developed their brand in our conference and had the big winning streak, they de- they had suddenly a spike in applications from outside the state, whereas before they hardly got any. Now they get a ton, and they're nationally known, and it's, it's helped them academically as well. Memphis has seen a huge spike with the success they had over the last decade. You know, they haven't been quite where they were a few years ago, but they'll get back. And, and look what they did. And they were had a great rivalry with UCF. So I could go on and on, but the point is, this is, is the kind of thing that is really important to us. You have to have a commitment to invest. You, you have to pay your coaches. you got to find a good assistant coaches. You have to have a recruiting budget. And you have to be in a conference like ours. You, you want to be part of some DNA that just says competitiveness. You know, we're not going to settle for mediocrity. It does help to have a great network like ESPN behind us without question. And we, have, we also have some CBS uh, appearances in basketball along with ESPN. That's important. So all that matters, but those are the main things that uh, that concern us when we look at, at realignment. American Athletic Conference Commissioner Mike Oresco, our guest. So we know that uh, this is not a reach to finish line yet. There's still going to be more uh, realignment, we expect. We know your uh, great experience in history with especially television, as you've alluded to, with ESPN. Uh, we also know that there are schools in the American Athletic Conference that are uh, looking at all options at this point. And I'm sure you're looking at all options in terms of realignment. Uh, how much more will this shake out, and how much more will it affect the American? Well, there's no question that, you know, it, it definitely has an impact. And, uh, you know, it, it's not going to shake out uh, for a little while. Uh, I don't think it's going to go on for another few years. You know, you, you had a a cycle back from 2010 when when uh, uh, the Big Ten took Nebraska, and that cycle lasted about three or four years. It went right through 2013. I don't know that this is going to last much longer. You know, it started in 2021, right? Already, and and now it's it's. I think it's probably nearing its end, and then it'll start up again when you know TV contracts come up, or you might see an unusual circumstance in a few years. So within days, within weeks, within months, I would expect that this would settle down. But yes. Uh, our conference is always in the, uh, you know, in the conversation when it comes to realignment, mainly because we, we truly are a P6, P5 conference. And you saw that. You saw three guys, three schools sign a piece of paper and become P5 who played in our conference, right? And, you know, they've been talking now about SMU and the ACC. There was talk about SMU and the Pac-12. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't say things like, oh, everybody's committed and, and then next thing you know, somebody leaves. You, you don't say that. What you say is, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. We have great camaraderie in the conference. I think everybody, you know, uh, does a great job in supporting the conference. If somebody decides to leave, then then they decide to leave. If the schools have their own reasons for doing things, you know, some of it's money, some of it's other things. And right now, you know, we uh, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, you just don't you just don't know. Uh, but we we tend to be in the crosshairs a little bit because we have such excellent schools. You know. We are a victim of our success, and you'd, you'd much rather be the victim of success than, than the other way around. So consequently, you never know what, what's going to happen, uh, Bob. I, I can't predict. 
but I do think uh, I think the next you know few weeks, months, probably things will will start settling down, and then uh, I don't expect them to stay settled you know forever again. And and and, and who knows? You know, the one thing you, if you try to predict, you know, you think you're a prophet, <laughs> you're not. And next thing you know, something will ha- will happen. I mean, right now though, if you want to get specific. Uh, the Cal Stanford thing is what has to play out, right? That's that's kind of the linchpin right now that's that's holding everything you know uh, back. Uh, those schools have to decide. The ACC has to decide what it's doing. You know, they they had a you know reported a meeting last night. Nothing happened. Uh, and then of course you've got those four Pac-12 schools, including obviously Cal Stanford, looking for a place to go. And we'll see that has to then shake out. And, and once that does, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I get the sense that for now the Big 12 might be finished. But then you have this interesting situation in the ACC. And again, I don't want to get in. I don't get. You know, I don't want to get into other conferences' business. But we've all read the newspapers, so you know that there's some you know, some instability still in the system. And so uh, more more could happen, you know. And you don't know what the SEC is doing right now. They say they're not interested in expanding. You know, we haven't seen any indication that the Big Ten's you know, doing anything more. We don't know. Uh, so right now, there's still volatility in the system. Uh, but when that shakes out, I don't know that you might you might have a period, maybe a five or six year period of relative peace and quiet, like we did have from 2013 until about 2021. You know, when you really think about it, you didn't have too much going on except for that dog and pony show the Big 12 put on in 2016. And, and nothing ultimately came of that. Mike, do you have time for one more question? Absolutely, Bob. No question about it. I, I, I spent. That's you know, Jeff. Yeah, uh, we sound we sound very sound. alike. We sound just alike. <laughs> Jeff, I was uh, just yeah, going to oh, ask. I do. In fact, Jeff, I could you could ask me a couple more. I mean, I, I I devoted some time to this, and I appreciate it. And also, you know, I'm thrilled that uh, you know it can be on Wichita State. It means a lot to us, and. Uh, I know that they don't play football, but they're heavily involved in our affairs, and uh, I'm sure you know they're watching everything. And uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, uh, so yeah, shoot if you have another question or two, no problem. Yeah, that's that's exactly where I was going. What it means in in the college in the current college athletics and especially college football landscape to be a school that that doesn't play football in a conference where football is, you know king of course uh, as it is in the american and many other conferences and uh just your your you just said it though your, your overall dedication to wichita state as that uh, school in the american that doesn't play football well first of all yeah it, it's got to be a, a a bit of a calming thing right you know you don't have to worry about some of the uh you know machinations that are going on relative to football which drives so much of this but on the other hand, we uh, we have really good basketball in this conference, and uh, you know we I, I really like the the uh, the coaching uh, you know decision uh, that that Rick Muma, Kevin Saul made. I mean, Paul Mills is going to be great, and and we look forward to having Wichita State back to where we know they belong. And we also, as you know, with realignment, we've brought in FAU. What a, what a tremendous basketball program! They got everybody back, and they're recruiting well. They're a great coach. You look at North Texas, which won the NIT, but they also played UAB in the championship, another one of our schools. Charlotte won the CBI and is making progress, and they once were in the Final Four. You know, we've got tremendous, you know, we have Memphis. We have great pedigree in Temple, and they made a coaching change. USF made a, a coaching change. Tulsa and SMU made changes last year, so they're coming into their own. Tulane hired a great coach, and he's doing extremely well. So 
you know, you've got uh, tremendous uh, basketball in this conference, and and we're thrilled that Wichita State will, uh, you know, will be on the way back. But they don't have to worry about the football. But I can tell you, you know, uh, Rick and, and Kevin participate in all our deliberations, and uh, they they keep an eye on this. They'd like to see our conference strong and and dynamic uh, in football, which drives so much of the the revenue in college sports these days. Uh, and it also just gives you a a national glow. So there's nothing wrong with that, but uh, they also don't have to, you know, as an institution, they don't have to worry about some of the things that the football schools do and which I'm sure they're probably pleased about. Well, we really appreciate the time you've given us. We do need to get to a break or else they're going to fire me and we don't want that to happen. (laughs) Well, you know, you have to pay for, for what you're doing, right? So (laughs) I understand my great, Uh, great insight. And I will say that uh, the American is, is always in good hands with you as the commissioner. Uh, we know that you fight fire with fire and that uh, you're not sitli- sitting idly on your thumbs while all this happens. So thank you for your time, and it's always good to talk to you. Well, thanks for the kind words, Bob. That, that's very nice of you, and, and uh, thanks for uh, to you and Jeff for having me on. And, uh, you know, again, my best to you and all your listeners in, in Wichita and uh, in the greater area, and uh, thanks for having me. All right, have a good one. Thank you, Mike. You you too. Have a great have a great rest of the day. Thank you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.